Welcome to the untraditional Big Red Zone podcast, virtual edition, coming at you from each of our bedrooms. I am one of your hosts, Max. I am your other host, Brad. And your other, other host, Rowie. And we are so happy to be here. Guys, gentlemen, how's, how's your break going? How are y'all doing? You know... I don't have to be in the same room as Rowie as often talking about how the Chargers are going to make the playoffs. So I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm doing pretty well myself, you know, take, taking it all in. Um, all these teams making a last playoff push and finally don't have problems to distract me from, uh, from what really matters. And that's NFL January and December football. So, Yes, sir. And I'm so excited for this last three-week push. Uh, this has to be the most even that the NFL has been. Uh, there's approximately 25 teams sitting at seven, seven and seven or eight and six <laughs> right now, vying for those last two wild card spots, Chargers included. Uh, so guys, what what's what's some of your talking points? What what you got going on? What are some of your thoughts about the NFL right now? Well, I don't want to um, you know, cause any trouble, but I I actually know I have an exclusive because I know exactly how the uh, last three weeks are gonna play out. Please tell us. So, Chiefs lose to the Bengals, of course. Travis Kelsey's on the IR. Terry Kill's on the IR. Patrick Mahomes will have nobody to throw to. They won't run the ball. They'll get cocky. It'll be great. They'll lose to the Bengals. Meanwhile, Pats. Wait, Brad, Brad, they're playing the Steelers this week. Excuse me, the Steelers. My apologies. If they don't lose to the Steelers, they will lose to the, to the, uh, to the Bengals. They, uh, they will drop one of those two games. That will make them have an equal record to the Patriots who will beat the Bills 41-20 this week at home. Yep. Mac Jones going to come off hot, shown that he had gall. I do want to talk about Mac Jones later. This is a little bit of a joke. I don't genuinely think this is going to happen, but it would be pretty nice. And then the Pats get the number one seed. What I do actually want to start off today's podcast with, um, and while I understand there's a little bit of bias here, it is our duty as – it is our duty – as uh, podcasters to discuss up and coming quarterbacks, whether or not it's from our team or not, it is our duty. It is our, nay, our obligation yep. to talk about young quarterbacks. Thus, I think we do have to talk about Mac Jones. I mean, clearly the other four quarterbacks in his rookie class don't really do anything. Uh, I do hey, think. Don't uh, discount Davis Mills. I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a, a solid career, but up until this point, bad coach, he just got fired. Uh, the, the other four quarterbacks, some have shown signs. Justin Fields had looked pretty good at times, bad otherwise. And Matt Jones has looked pretty terrible at times as well. But he's far and away, I think, uh, a consensus, the best out of the rookie class. And I just want to talk about that Colts game. Now, taking off my Patriots hat lens, uh, obviously disappointing loss. Uh, nothing went right. Uh, just terrible showing all the way around. Didn't deserve to win. Uh, and, of course, that's not what happened. Uh, I do want to get your uh, thoughts on Mac Jones's fourth quarter play. Now he did not win the game. That's I'm just putting that out there. And he looked terrible, terrible at multiple points in the game, red zone interceptions, interceptions elsewhere, just bad decisions, bad throws. Um, and one could argue that um, this was in a game when he was also trusted to throw more because of the Colts stout run D. So uh, some can make the argument that when he's given more responsibility and he throws more picks, maybe that's not um, coincidence. But what I would like to get your thoughts on are what did you see 
from Mac Jones in the fourth quarter. He showed some gall. He got the Patriots back into the game 17-20. Of course, the defense could not pull it off. But a lot of people were questioning earlier in the season, you know, what's he like when he's down on the scoreboard? And, well, we got a glimpse of that. And I'm wondering, um, how would you assess it? And what, how does the Colts game change your uh, prediction for Mac Jones' future? I think, the, I think the jury's still out on how Mac Jones handles playing from behind. Uh, to be quite honest, to be frank, I was at a P.F. Chang's uh, during the course of the Patriots versus Colts game. So unfortunately, aside from a couple sneak peeks at the TV, excited from a couple, you know, looks to my left. How, uh, how's the food? stretching? Good? Yeah, I had some low main. Sweet and sour chicken is always a classic. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah, service was great. But, um, you know, unfortunately, the defense of the Patriots wasn't so great. And uh, I think ultimately that's probably what cost them the game at the very end. I did see – and obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't watch the game, um, full disclosure. But I did see that uh, Mac Jones did bring the game back to 17-20. Uh, he did lead them on a promising, what seemed like a promising drive at the end there. And I think that's a great sign for him. It's a good experience for him. But ultimately, I think until you finish the job, and ultimately, yes, that had, the defense does have a lot to do with it. I don't think you can really make a conclusion either way. What I will say is this, though, the fact that he did throw two interceptions early on really did cost him and put them in that uh, must-pass situation in the first place. So I think this is a game that he'll learn from, but ultimately I think it's it's too early to say. And just to be clear, I am not approaching this from a Patriots bias. All joking aside, I'm genuinely talking about the up-and-coming quarterbacks who are going to dominate this league. Whether he'll be a part of the Patriots' future for a while or just for three more years is unknown. Um yeah, I mean, I agree a lot with what you said. He he didn't close the door. Uh, and obviously, you know, wins are on the scoreboard, scores are not. So, you know, he, he didn't get what's most important, which was a win. He got a, he got an L. Um, I don't know. I, I think I have to agree with Rowie. I was impressed with his comeback. I don't think it's fair to fault him for not being able to complete the comeback because he was never given the opportunity. If he had gotten the game to 17-20 and then had the ball and couldn't get a field goal, that's one thing. He tied the game up with more than enough time to get like a minute and 30 seconds, if not a little bit more on the clock to get a field goal, which I do think he would have gotten had he been in that position. No way to know if he would have. Um, so that was the defense's fault there. But I wholeheartedly agree with Rowie that, you know, they were there because of him in the first place. Now, also, I would just like to point out that in that game, terrible interceptions, but uh, seven of the, of the Colts' 20 points at the time was from a uh, blocked punt. And Carson Wentz threw for like 70 or less yards. Like he, he did not have a great game, uh, but we're talking about Mac Jones. So those are my thoughts. I'm very inclined to agree with Rowie. Um, Max, what do you think? Yeah, I'd say much like Rowie's chicken, Mac Jones had a very sweet and sour performance. I've been waiting on that <laughs> for approximately five minutes, waiting to get that out there. So glad I finally could. Uh, yeah, I think one of the interesting things that while watching the game, one of my friends texted me and said, Oh, uh, Bill told Mac to throw a few interceptions and, t and told the, the special teams unit to get the pump lock so Mac could have some experience playing from behind. Because really hasn't had that to start off his NFL career, luckily, because the Pats have been ahead mostly, right? I think it is hard to say. I think that it did give me some confidence in Mac uh, heading into the playoffs just to get him a, like a variety of experiences, right? Because I think that the, the mistakes were pretty unorthodox. I think coming out of a bye, I don't know, 
Uh, maybe the Pats just weren't quite ready. I know that there were a few players, and Mac himself said that they had a pretty bad week of practice going into that game. So I don't know if they just didn't get up in the morning for it or weren't ready for a Saturday game or what. But I think they, they kind of studied the ship. They, they got back into it, and they did almost pull out that game. And Mac got some pretty necessary experience going up against a good defense. But what I think that game did say more of it did say yes. The Pats aren't sort of the maybe the juggernaut of pass that that that's kind of invincible. Well, but, I mean, no reason to go there, but well, okay. But I think it said more about the Colts as potentially legitimate Super Bowl contenders that people. I don't know if people are ready to admit necessarily because uh, you know they're, they're the Chiefs, the Pats. People are even putting the Bills, the Chargers ahead of them. Um, I just I think the Ravens last time out, which is I just so hard right now, but. I just I don't know about the Colts because they've looked electric in a couple of games. The Bills, the Pats, they were leading the the Bucks. Uh, I mean, they've looked electric at times, and they've also looked terrible at times. Now, of course, every team has a bad game. Even the best team in the best teams in the league right now have had bad games. Uh, however, there's been a lot of bad games from the Colts. And unlike some of the other teams where when they have a bad game, they look bad. When the Colts have had bad games, they look really bad. I mean, they, 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 they look like um, not even a playoff team. Uh, never mind, not even a playoff team, but like a first round draft pick team. Um, so I just, similar to what Roy was saying about Mac Jones, I just need to see how they finish the, um, I need to see how they finish the, the season. But more importantly, I think it's all going to come down to matchups with the Colts. If they're playing a team that has a terrible run defense, they're going to win that game. Jonathan Taylor is a beast. I think he should win MVP hot take. I, I didn't realize this until I saw it during the Pats game, but he has more yards than the last three running backs who won the MVP. And on the quarterback side, given how much of parity there is in the NFL, I don't know that there's been a runaway team and thus there hasn't been a runaway quarterback. So that's a side note for another conversation, but it's all going to come down to matchups. If they play a team where Jonathan Taylor can do what he does best, they're going to win. If they come to a team that is really great at stopping the run, well, Carson Wentz is not my guy personally. I, I, I don't think he has it in him. Uh, he never actually has gotten any playoff experience um, seeing as uh, actually he might've played one game. Either way, I don't think he's the guy. Um, and I wouldn't trust him if the game had to go through him. That's just my thoughts. But I want to um, switch gears a little bit here and talk about a familiar foe to the Patriots, but on the other side of the conference, the NFC, the Bucks. What happened versus the Saints? And of course, God forbid the terrible injuries that happened. Uh, our heart is with um, all those who are injured in that game. Are the Bucks still a Super Bowl contender with their injuries. And more importantly, even without the injuries, was that game an indication that maybe they're not? I think I'm going to attribute that game to um, Tom Brady's Surface tablet malfunctioning and not working. Clearly it was broken and he wasn't able to watch the tape throughout the game. So really, how do you expect him to, you know, figure out the defense and score some points? No, but I think, I think what it was is that, you know, you have Antonio Brown out, you have um, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, unfortunately, went down during that game. The people he was playing with are people that I personally am not aware of. Obviously, I believe Gronk was still on the field, 
Um, but the rest of them were really guys you haven't really heard of and probably guys that Tom Brady didn't have uh, first team reps with during practice throughout the week. So I think don't, don't discount my boy Jalen Darden, bro. Of course, of course, I won't discount Jalen Darden. I and I truly think Darden, Darden, Darden. Uh, and I truly and I truly think that uh, that you know, with a couple more weeks of practice, that there's a good chance, just like with Scotty Miller and some of these other undersized, potentially unknown receivers that Tom Brady's worked with throughout his Patriots tenure and now what he's going to have to face heading into the playoffs without Chris Godwin. I think for Tom Brady, it's a, ma- it's a matter of getting reps. It's a matter of chemistry. So I don't expect this to be a huge thing. Chris Godwin's definitely a big loss to this team, but I'm really not too worried about the Bucs. I think they'll be back. And I think that more importantly, it's important for sometimes these teams that go on runs to get punched in the mouth a couple weeks before the playoffs, just so you know, keep them honest let everybody know that, hey, like we can't let up in the playoffs because if we pull this in the playoffs, we're going to be going home until September. So I think I think this honestly could be a good thing for the Bucks, and I'm not really worried. Yeah, I think that sort of like Brad was saying, you know, basically every Super Bowl contender, quasi contender has had its bad moments this year. And those bad moments have pretty much woken them up. Uh, like you saw the Rams go on a three game losing streak uh, pretty recently. And then the last few the last few games have looked like a pretty dominant force, uh, potentially ready to contend. Um, you know, the, the Cowboys offense has had a pretty bad funk. Uh, the Cardinals just lost to the two win Lions, which was pretty unbelievable. I don't even know what happened that game. But nobody's perfect. Right. Uh, I think that if I'm trusting in anyone to pick it to pick their team back up, uh, it's Tom Brady. I think that the injuries will hurt. One of the reasons that they did win last year was because they were pretty injury free. And then they retained all 22 of their starters this year. Uh, Losing Chris Godwin is definitely awful, Um, but they'll get Mike Evans back for the playoffs. They'll get Leonard Fournette back for the playoffs. They'll get Antonio Brown back as soon as I believe the next game. Um, I think that the Saints just have Tom Brady's number in the regular season. Uh, Their defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, just knows how to play him. Uh, but I think that going into the playoffs, uh, besides the Packers and potentially the Rams, there's not really an NFC team I would put above the Bucks in terms of trust to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I mean, what I find um, pretty funny, actually, um, when the Steelers were in the height of their dominance, uh, I remember that the network that was playing the game that week, I don't remember what game or what week it was in the season uh put up a graphic of the killer bees and it was three bees and it was uh ben roethlisberger it was uh antonio brown and Le'Veon bell now the bucks have indicated that they will not be um letting antonio brown go despite his felony of uh sending a fake vaccination card to the nfl uh they have brady and they just signed Le'Veon bell as uh, we got today in the news, we now have three new killer bees, Brady, Brown, and Bell. Le'Veon Bell sucks. He should not be on a team, by the way. Absolutely not killer bees. Hey, hey, but, but, but I appreciate that metaphor. You know, what, one could say that the Bucks are buzzing. The Bucks are buzzing. Three bees. I'm just now, saying. Three bees I'm, in the hive. I'm very curious to see. The experiment worked when it was in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Now, I've seen Le'Veon Bell. He looks washed up, but Leonard Fournette didn't look 
Now, he didn't look as bad as Bell, but he didn't look like the Leonard Fournette that we're seeing in the Bucks when he got traded. Um, uh, there have been a couple other quarterback uh, running backs who have been in like a similar position to Bell where they looked washed up, but then they seem to show some signs of life. I think a good indication of this, and I know this is the Chiefs, but they're just so good at like um, – uh, game planning that like a lot of like their offensive strategy, like they just put the ball in like the running back's hand and they just have like the entire field cleared on like some type of like a wheel route or like a trick play. And like, they're able to get the people in open space and anybody in open space who's as big as bell or um, these people, like they, they, they can get you the yards you need. So all I'm saying is, do I think it's necessarily going to work or be nearly as good as it was in Pittsburgh? Probably not. Uh, but there's a new regime. There's a new three killer bees. And uh, I'm pretty excited to, uh, you know, see where that goes. Brady Brown and Bennard Bournette, the new killer bees. Speaking of the Chiefs, Rowie, let's quickly get your take on on your team's game last week before we move on to to sort of looking ahead. Really, Um, really sad. Yeah, what what happened there? What are your thoughts? Um, 34, charges 28. It was a tough game. First of all, I'd like to say that throughout the game, if you looked around the stadium, there were plenty of Chargers fans in the crowd. I was really happy with the crowd, the the overall vibe in that stadium. Man, I wanted to be there. Maybe right that's now. why you lost. Your I was at home. Familiar with uh, you know having fans. Mm, right. Um, is that what Joe Buck tells you at kickoff every game, or is that something you actually believe, Brad? Um, so I was really happy with the fan situation. Less happy about the ending of the game. Um, it was a thriller. I think the game was good for football. All of us would be lying, all true football fans, if we didn't thoroughly enjoy that game. Um, I think that, you know, at the end, the Chargers defense couldn't step up in overtime. And, you know, overtime rules are what they are. If you can't step up when they get the ball, then, I mean, you're going to lose the game. But I thought Herbert had a heck of a game. I thought our offense, for the most part, played a heck of a game. I think that there were some questionable play calling on some fourth down conversions mm-hmm. um, that we can talk about. Um, however, aside from that, I think that, you know, our defense was what it was. Um, I think Derwin, there was a stat I saw that out of the 20 something snaps that Derwin did play, and he only had to play a fraction of the snaps because he came into the game injured. Travis Kelsey had one or two catches for 14 yards on the four, about 40 snaps that he didn't play. Travis Kelsey had 190 yards or something and two touchdowns. So I think that with Derwin on the field for the entire game, I think that Travis Kelsey one-on-one with Derwin. I'm picking Derwin James because he's proven in the past that he can guard Kelsey. Um, and I think that the game would have looked a lot different. And I think that if they end up do encountering each other in the playoffs with the healthy Derwin James, with the Sante Samuel back that we also had injured, I think you're going to see a different result. But yeah, that's all I'm going to say. It was a tough loss. Good for the Chiefs. They're putting themselves together. And I'm excited to see what the Chargers can do later on. Yeah, I think your point about Derwin James one-on-one on Kelsey is really interesting because I was listening to another pot. Actually, no, I directly from my insider sources. <laughs> I've heard that Travis Kelsey is in the lumbering phase of his career that every tight end hits, you know, he, he's not necessarily the, the crisp route runner that he was maybe a few years ago. Uh, and he doesn't necessarily have that top end speed that he has. He sort of finds open space and sits there gets thrown the ball and somehow moving very slowly, he just makes people miss. And that's kind of what we saw in the last play of the game where he somehow juked out the entire Chargers team that if Derwin James was out there, I don't think that play would have happened. Um, no, I think a lot of what you say is very accurate. I'm, I personally am kind of a secondhand Chargers fan. You know, they 
up until last week, they were carrying a lot of my fantasy teams, which tragically uh, made their way out of the playoffs. Um, but uh, if that's a playoff matchup, Herbert Mahomes in the playoffs, that would be a roller coaster, man. I think that the the Chiefs offense is slowly but surely kind of regaining their strength. And now basically they're all out with COVID. So so they, that may put a halt to it. Uh, but Mahomes wasn't necessarily at his best. Like he threw one one pass that was just into the turf, but he ended with 410 yards, which is the season best, and three touchdowns. Well, know. let's just be careful crowning Mahomes. I mean, well, I'm not crowning. It's just Travis, that's the most yards he's passed for this year. Travis Kelsey had a lot to do with those yes, yards. Yes, definitely, definitely. Trey, Trey Marshall, number 36 on the Chargers, who thought it was a great idea to face plant in the ground instead of cover Travis Kelsey most of the time. He he also had something to do with that, so. Yeah, no, but, you know, yeah, Hey, good I game mean, like, for Mahomes. You know, it, uh, 400 yards is hard to do either way, but yeah, I completely agree. Like, I don't think that, you know, he's back to what we saw in his MVP run. It's, it's a different Mahomes we're seeing this year for sure. So the first thing I'd like to say is uh, just for our fans, that they know uh, which of their uh, hosts actually have the most credibility. I believe it's uh, my team that's the only one of the hosts that's actually still playing in fantasy, aka has beat, uh, has won a playoff game. So uh, just just putting that out there for credibility's sake and uh, stay tuned at the end for an announcement about fantasy for the 2022 NFL season. However, let me give my thoughts about the Chiefs Chargers game. I agree with a lot of what both Roey and Max have said. First thing I'd like to say is Justin Herbert outplayed Patrick Mahomes in that game. The score, uh, like like the stats might not tell you that. The scoreboard won't tell you that for sure. But let it be known that Justin Herbert was on full display in that game. He deserved to have won. And he played like a winning quarterback in this league. He played like a quarterback who will be dominating this league for years to come. Uh, So that was my first impression. I don't know if the viewers can see this, but we're over Zoom right now, and I just gave Brad a little applause. Here, I'll put it back. Gave Brad a little applause emoji in the top left of my Yeah, that'll show up in the recording. Oh, it will, bet. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Keep going. Um, But there's a saying in football that defense wins championships. Now, often, the best defenses aren't actually the ones who win championships. It's like, uh, unlike the 80... 80s Bears. Um, most defenses that win Super Bowls in the last couple of years haven't been these dominant defenses that were like shut down all year. They're teams that have great situational defense. And there have been a couple of games this year, and I haven't watched them as intently as, um, but where the Chargers' situational football on defense hasn't been spectacular. The Chargers, make no mistake, the Chargers have a playoff team. And they have a team that's capable of representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. When you look at talent, it's there. The quarterback, it's there. The wide receiver, it's there. The defense, they have the personnel to be good enough to get there. The piece that they need is that situational defense aspect. Now, we can argue about the Chargers going for it on fourth down and giving up nine points of what could have been, and that would have changed the score, and it doesn't matter. The Chargers, in their DNA, have gone for it on fourth down every, uh, every uh, a lot this year. If we start questioning this, then you have to start questioning every other 
uh, decision they made to go on fourth down. And it's worked more often than not. And there was no call that they made where I really disagreed with them. If you're on the one yard line and the touchdown's right there and you're playing the Chiefs, you go for the throat. You go for the touchdown, especially with that offense. So I'm not going to even address that. I am going to address that the Chargers have some work to do on defense. They need to become better situationally. They should have won that game and they could have won that game. They just let Travis Kelsey run amok. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't really know what the Chiefs are. They've looked at some games, like the Chiefs of last year, the Chiefs that have been, uh, you know, in contention the last couple of years, namely against the Raiders and a couple other teams earlier in the season. They've also looked terrible, like barely being able to beat Jordan Love versus the Packers or Patrick Mahomes, like not scoring more than one touchdown for like three weeks in a row. I honestly am very confused by the Chiefs, and I don't want to make a blanket prediction because I don't know that I have all the answers yet. I need to see where they end up. If they have the first round by, if they don't have the first round by, if they do have the first round by, matchups are going to matter. I know I keep saying that, but I mean, help me out, guys. I I don't know what the Chiefs are. They didn't I'll, look that good. I'll, I'll tell you what the Chiefs are. The Chiefs are a team who took half the season off to put together their defense, which situationally is excellent, by the way. You mentioned situational defense. Their defense has stepped up the last two weeks. We saw, right, situationally. Yes, the Chargers had some mistake. Jared Cook dropped it on fourth down. But situationally, they stepped up. They kept points off the board. They bent, but didn't break. And then when they had to, when their offense had to step up, it did. I think that when in doubt, I put my faith in talent. Like sort of with the Bucks, right? You expect their talent and their leadership to kind of step up, even if it hasn't shown it the last few weeks, right? Uh, be, be, be careful on that one. I trust Tom Brady, yeah. given his resume. I don't trust the rest of the Bucks team, though they have great talent, in that same way. The reason right. I, 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 the mean, I mean, I mean, that's what I mean, Brady, right? Not because of like Godwin or Evan. Like it's it, it's Brady, right. just to be clear. But you put your trust in known commodities. And like, I'm sorry, like I like I think by this point in his career, Mahomes is a pretty known commodity. Like he, he hasn't been excellent this year up to his previous standards, but I put my faith in him. I put my faith in Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, who have both up until I guess these last few games have been pretty underperforming. I think that come playoff time, especially if the Chiefs ride out this win streak and continue uh, on to the first round by facing their much improved defense and Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. Uh, that's a team that I don't want to be facing in the playoffs. At all. Right. To be quite honest, I see, I saw, I had a dip, kind of a different take from the Chiefs um, from what I saw. I saw a defense that gave up lots against the run. And though I will say that the pass defense may have stepped up at times allowing incompletions, I think that, you know, like the, the Chargers had lots and lots of success on the ground. It was our best running game all season. I think we had nearly 200 yards rushing among, among all our backs. And that's something you never see from the Chargers. So if we hit 100, that's pretty lucky. That's a pretty good day for us. So I think that now maybe, you know, teams are probably like panicking against the Chiefs. Oh, it's Mahomes. Oh, it's Terry Hill. We need to score a touchdown every play. We got to go, go, go. We got to pass every down. Now I think that the Chargers realize in that game, hold on a sec, we could play kind of like Patriots football, kind of like what we've been seeing from them the past few weeks. We can run on first and second down. Heck, we could even run on third down what the Chargers did sometimes on third and three and stuff like that and still get first downs against this team. I think that um, potentially now, you know, 
teams could learn and watch this tape and say, hey, we can maybe try to play a different game against uh, this Chiefs team. And I think that, you know, the Steelers versus Chiefs games on, uh, is it Sunday, Sunday night, or is it just a Sunday game? I think Sunday. Uh, I think that game's going to tell, like, will Najee Harris be handed off the ball more where the Steelers kind of try to test this run game of the Chiefs? I think that although the Chiefs did look like a great team, that's definitely a very likely, if not, like, you know, very plausible AFC team to represent in a, to present the AFC in the Super Bowl. I think that this may have raised some red flags, and I'll be very interested to see how some of the other AFC teams potentially take advantage of this. I know that the remaining games consist of Najee Harris at running back, Joe Mixing at running back, and uh, one of the AFC, other AFC West teams, either the Raiders or the Broncos. With the both, Broncos. The Broncos, they have a heck of a running game too, yeah. although their pass game's kind of lacking. But I'll be very interested so, to see how teams test them on the ground. So give me a binary yes or no from both of you. Will the Chiefs be the AFC representative in the Super Bowl? No. No. I think yes. But you're, li- think- you're delusional. You're, you're, you're living in the figment of the past. If you look at the AFC, and I'm not going to tell you it's the Patriots as much as I would like it to be. I don't think it's the Chiefs, and I don't think it's the Patriots. I think it's going to be one of the Chargers, the Ravens, or the um bro the ravens aren't even in the playoffs right now would you relax for a sec i said what of the chargers the ravens the bills because both all three of those teams have what it takes to outplay patrick mahomes tyler huntley did look very good starting for the Ravens. okay obviously if it's tyler huntley i'm not picking the ravens no that was a sarcasm bro he looked good and, and and i wouldn't even go as so far to say that the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. I know I made that pick. I don't think it was as terrible as a pick as some of the fans, uh, Crystal. Uh, sorry, <clears throat> excuse me. I misspoke. Uh, some of our fans um, and Max have, uh, have, have made it out to be. But you want to know what one of the mark of a great team is? Is when they can have a backup go in and play a good game. The Ravens just had Tyler Huntley. Who the heck is Tyler freaking Huntley? Go in and Next almost win that game. Up. Almost win that game. Yeah. That is a good team. Hey, yo, are I they, agree. If, uh, if the Ravens make the playoffs, they have a are, they, are they the best team in the AFC? Well, I don't know. Everyone's looked bad and good at times. But I don't think they should be counted out, especially because Rowie just said how the Chiefs are struggling with run D. And who is a better run D? Who's a better run offense than the running Lamar Jackson who can juke anybody on the field? Either way, the Bills, the Ravens, or the Chargers all have what it takes to beat the Chiefs. Jury's still out on the Pats. I wouldn't count them out. I think that the Pats are capable of beating anybody. I need them to prove it to me, but I would like to think they're capable. Maybe that's just me being biased, a Pats fan, but whatever you say, no, the Chiefs are not representing the AFC. Get out of here. By the way. By the way, everyone forgets, but the Titans get Derrick Henry back for the playoffs, and that's also a team I wouldn't want to play. They could Honestly, also beat the Chiefs. I'm telling yeah. you, the Chiefs are not bad, but they're not the Chiefs. We want them to be this amazing team, but the Chiefs get bored when they can't just heave it down to Tyreek Hill, and teams are noticing that. They're not letting them make those big-time throws, and good quarterback, absolutely. Great quarterback, maybe, but Patrick Mahomes is not Patrick Mahomes when he can't chuck it 50 yards downfield to Tyreek Hill. 
He's a great quarterback. Do not get me wrong. I'm not even suggesting he's a bad quarterback at all. I'm just saying that one of the reasons uh, Patrick Mahomes has been able to thrive so much in the last couple of years is because no one knows no one knows who to cover because everyone's just open. So move, moving away a little bit from the Chiefs, even though it's a topic we could talk about for hours, there's two games in the on the you know on the schedule for next week that are particularly piquing my interest. Uh, those two are Colts at Cardinals, which is a huge game for the team that we talked about, a very high-powered matchup um, of the two of the hottest teams in the NFL, even though the Cardinals had their slip-ups against Max's uh, Lions. Uh, and, yes, they are Max's because he they did call them getting that first win. But And also the second team is your very own Patriots against the Buffalo Bills. We thought two weeks ago at the – game your very your yours truly uh brz host attended we thought that was going to be the afc championship psych this one probably will be the afc east championship except now the pats hold the title can they defend it and can they fend off the bills so what are your guys takes for those two games what 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 should we expect to see i'll start off with colts cardinals um like i said i view the colts as once again, also a team that can beat the Chiefs, if that's our gold standard. It seems like everyone in the AFC can. But I do view them as a Super Bowl favorite. Or not favorite. I view them as a Super Bowl contender. Um, Jonathan Taylor, as Brad said, I agree, is an, is an MVP candidate and, in my opinion, should be the MVP. Um, and so I think this game is the Colts continuing to solidify their status in that upper echelon of a- AFC teams and potentially putting some pressure on the Titans for the position. Or They, they are or, at or the Cardinals. Does that change anything? Because the other day, I forgot if it was – was it Rams at Cardinals? I, it was a, a primetime game. I believe we watched it together. I think I think it was Rams at Cardinals. And I remember noticing, like, man, this, this Cardinals – I forget what the stadium's called, but this Cardinals stadium looks pretty pretty good. I don't know. It looked really cool. Like, they had, like, the little the – little, uh, what you call it, jumbotron? Pretty low, you know. The the stance kind of. Well, now, now that you bring in the position of the jumbotron, it absolutely does change it. No, I'm just saying. I think that. that I, 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 mean, I think you're getting a little. Who would have thought a Phoenix Stadium could have, you know, been that electric? I don't know. I Might think you're getting a little confused because the Cardinals actually have fans in the stadium. I know that's like a mm. really foreign oh. concept to you, Chargers fan. Mm. Um, but yeah, having fans actually does help. I don't know if you, I see, you I see. knew that. I, I think it's the fact that our Jumbotron is actually a big loop in the mm. yeah. middle of the stadium, whereas this one's just, you know, rectilinear, just one flat. So it's just like, where where do the ends meet? You know, that, that was just what was confusing me. But anyway, continue, yeah. Max, way off topic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so – uh, my next point was actually going to be the Jumbotron, but <laughs> contrary to the Colts, who are one of the hottest teams in the NFL, uh, the Cardinals are slipping. They lost to the Lions. They lost to the Rams. Uh, they're now in a tie for the lead in the division. They've fallen down to uh, fourth in the NFC standings. Um, and Kyler Murray, some Nate right off, off pod, off the record, me and Rowie had a little argument. Uh, about whether Kyler Murray was a top five quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I said he was, but at the moment, he certainly ain't playing like it. I don't know if he's injured or if he's missing D-hop and that's playing a role. But Kyler maybe, maybe he's gaming a little too much with a little, uh, what's it called, phase clan or whatever, whatever gaming association he's yeah, part of. No, exactly. No. But Kyler's struggling. Their whole offense is struggling. Their defense has been struggling since they lost J.J. Watt. And they can't contain Jonathan Taylor. Carson Wentz will do just enough. And in my opinion, the Cardinals will continue to slip and the Colts will continue to ascend. Yeah. 
Speaking of uh, gaming, Brad's clearly playing some Candy Crush right now because he has his attention is not with the podcast. Brad, welcome back. Welcome back. He's back. Before you throw out these allegations, I was looking to back up some statistics. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. My I know bad. that um for you, you just like to uh use speculation as Ooh, your justification. Yeah. I like to use and jumbotrons and jumbotrons and jumbotrons. Yeah, yeah. What I was gonna say is that. The Cardinals are bouncing back from a demoralizing loss. I mean, I am very confused how the Lions beat the Cardinals. Oh, I, I know how. Uh, there's a statistic that Jared Goff. Oh, Ross is, Brown. <clears throat> what? Sorry, sorry. Jared Goff is 8-0 against the Cardinals, I believe. <laughs> 8-0, 7-0. No way. Like Actually? Yeah. Huh, so The more you know. He's their kryptonite, and that's how they lost. But Brad, yeah, that's sorry, it. Continue. Case closed. I'm really torn on this game. Colts need it. They want to have it. Cardinals need it. They want to have it. No team, I think, is in a position where they need the game more. I think like Colts versus Pats, the Colts definitely needed that win more than the Pats needed theirs. Obviously, no team ever wants to lose, but Colts needed theirs more. Um, In this game, I think both teams really need that win. Um, When you look at the the build, like the makeup of the teams, the Colts should technically win since Jonathan Taylor is just an outright beast, as I've mentioned. But momentum is a really crazy phenomenon in the NFL. And uh, I will say this. I think the Cardinals pull this game out. I think that you don't get beaten by the Lions when you're a Super Bowl contender and not come back with with, with a vengeance. But we will learn a lot about this Cardinals team and not just this year's Cardinals team, but the, you know, the Cardinals team that's going to be here for the next like two to three years in that window that's going to be open. Um, bounce back wins are critical to some of the best postseason, uh, best football teams of all time. They just can come back from a win. And that's important. Like Tom Brady has very seldomly ever lost two games in a row. Heck he very rarely loses uh, two games in a row. Um, sorry, those more than two games and then two games in a row. But um, if the Cardinals can't pull this off, I, I just think it raises bigger questions as to how far this team can ever go. And when I say this team, like the current personnel that they have on the field, that being said, they've got something special there. I do believe in Kyler Murray. I don't know that I would put him as a top five quarterback in the league. I don't know that I wouldn't. I would really need to see all of them and you know think that out. But I also wouldn't count him out. He's solid. He makes plays when he has to. And he wants this win. The Cardinals team wants this win. I think they're going to get it. I think, you know, as of late, there's some concerning things potentially uh, regarding the Cardinals to me. The first of which, obviously, is that DeAndre Hopkins is out, probably going to miss the rest of the regular season. So hopefully, I mean, I guess if you're a Cardinals fan, you don't hope they slip out of the, you know, divisional leading position and into a wild card spot because of that. But I think also, you know, recently Pro Bowl rosters, which is the next thing I want us to touch about, came out recently. Um, and James Conner was on a Pro Bowl uh, for the NFC. I think he was the, the second running back to go on for the NFC. I could be mistaken in saying second, but he was definitely on the starting uh, three NFC running back list. And, you know, Chase Edmonds last week, I believe, against the Lions came back from IR. And, you know, Chase Edmonds being gone kind of allowed for James Conner to go on the run that he did, scoring all the touchdowns. I believe at one point in the league before John Taylor surpassed him, it was James Conner 
who's leading running backs in touchdowns. And now I don't know the exact snap share or timeshare. Yeah, I can, I yeah, can yeah. Just butt in for a sec. I just want to say I love James Conner's story. I mean, like I, I just, yes. I, I don't know. Cancer survive. Like, it's incredible, yeah. incredible. But yeah, uh, he. I mean, instead of him, it's been you know I, I don't know the exact time snap or timeshare, so I won't speak to that of the Lions game. But I definitely did see Chase Edmonds. You know, have potentially a starting role. He definitely played a significant amount of downs during that game, and you know I don't know that, you know, it's the right thing for the Cardinals to do to kind of bring back a guy who's coming off IR and go back to their old ways where on their run, on their great run, it was James Conner that was consistently having those great games. If I'm the Cardinals, I think James Conner's rightfully earned his starter spot. And, you know, Chase Edmonds could maybe be used as a third down back, a couple of passing situation drives. But I think that they really need to keep giving James Conner the ball even though Chase Edmonds has come back. And I do say that as a Chase Edmonds fantasy owner, albeit on a team that's not in the playoffs. So do take that with a grain of salt. I'm not a hero. But, you know, as a Chase Edmonds fantasy owner, I think for the Cardinals' sake, they got to keep giving James Conner the ball like you would a starter. Yeah. Um, no, that's, for, yeah. that's a really good point. I think it'd be actually uh, really fun for our uh, viewers, if or sorry, our, our fans, if we could uh, – maybe just close out the podcast by going through each NFL game, um, having each of us cast our vote for who's going to win and, uh, you know, see who actually uh, has the best record at the end of the week. A little uh, competition for the credibility of our fans. What do you, what do you guys think? <laughs> Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Just briefly touching on uh, the, the other game Roe mentioned before we go into that, uh, Bill's Pats. We already talked about the Pats a lot. Uh, but sort of like the other game, I think it's going to reveal a lot about both teams. Uh, I don't know who's going to win uh, before the other Bills pass game. I, I said that I predicted they would split the series of, of the two games. And by that logic, I guess the Bills are pulling that one out. But I, I don't know. I think that whoever wins has a much clearer road uh, in the playoffs. Um, I can't wait to see how Mac Jones responds because this is now two games in a row where either hasn't thrown or, you know, he hasn't thrown or he's played badly. So I want to see him come back. The Bills found a little bit of a running game last time out uh, by just giving Devin Singletary the ball. And uh, I can't wait for this game. So uh, I guess we'll see in a moment who each of us has winning it. But it's going to be an interesting one. So before we get into uh, our final game picks, and I guess we can decide the format of that, it would be a little fun thing to do. Uh, we, got, we could go game by game and each cast our picks. I do want to talk about, you know, stepping away from kind of talking football and team terms and more into player terms. The Pro Bowl rosters came out, I believe, Wednesday this week, and there were some big-time snubs, some questionable uh, people in the in – the, Matt Jones got snubbed. <laughs> in the AFC, here we go. I potentially just opened a can of worms. But uh, I was wondering, you know, I, I had some guys on my mind that definitely I think got snubbed from these Pro Bowl rosters. Josh Palmer. Um, <laughs> I want to hear from you guys though, before, before I rant a little bit on who you guys think should have gone in, or if you think that, you know, that NFL fans, coaches, players, whoever goes into the pro bowl voting did a phenomenal job in, uh, in making these rosters. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest stuff that came to my mind and that probably came to your mind, to be honest, was, uh, was Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the, he's a guy who I saw, who I saw the rosters and really like got confused. Uh, Really, that might be me coming from a fantasy perspective because he's like the number two running back on the season and is on 
three of my teams. Um, but he's had a really good year. I think he deserves it. I think he's one of the most unique backs in the NFL. And speaking on those those lines, also running back, I think Cordero Patterson got a little snubbed. Um, I think that he's really shown off his skill set this year. He has double-digit touchdowns, shown off the versatility. And I think he's the, the one person dragging the Falcons to even remote uh, contention for a playoff spot. So mm-hmm. those are my two big snubs. I think that Austin Eckler was definitely a guy, obviously, who came to my mind. And another guy who came to my mind was Josh Allen. I think that Josh Allen, although he has, you know, dropped some games, the Bills had some tough, tough losses this year. Josh Allen's put together a very respectable season. At one point, I think not too long ago, he was leading the MVP odds. Um, So I think that Josh Allen should definitely have been a guy to throw in there. But at the end of the day, you know, the Pro Bowl is kind of a popularity contest. Um, the big name guys like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes are always going to be in that mix, no, pretty much no matter what. So I think that just some guy's name and image is just going to carry him in, and that's the way it's going to go. But yeah, definitely. Another massive stuff along those lines was Matt Stafford. Mm. He was also in the MVP race, and uh, he's second in yards, I believe, to Tom Brady. Uh, right. So that was very surprising to me. Yeah. Right. All right. Shall so are you ready to? Are you ready to cast your uh, votes? Yes, sir. All right, so we're going to go game by game. I've gotten all written out. Um, and you're simply going to um, pick um, which team you think is going to pull out the uh, win on that day. All right. Pencil is uh, giving me some issues over here. But uh, we should be good to go in just a second. All right. So the order will be Rowie, Max, and Brad. Uh, we'll leave commentary out to make this go as quickly as possible. Uh, so Rowie, Bills, Pats. Oh, Bills, Pats. Uh, Bills. Let's go, Buffalo. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, Bills. Brad will go Pats. Steelers, Chiefs, Rowie. Uh, Chiefs. Max. Uh Chiefs, probably. Brad will go Steelers. Uh, 49er Titan, Rowie. Uh, I'm going to go Niners. I think the Niners pull it off. Max? Niners. I'm also going Niners. Uh, Bears, Hawks, Seahawks, Rowie. Ooh, what a tough matchup. Garbage game. Garbage game. That's a garbage game. You know, uh, we're keeping commentary out just as a reminder. Hey, hey, hey. I know. I'm just, I just got to think out loud, man. Uh, Russ has been looking a little washed up, but man, Matt Nagy looks like he really does not have control of that locker room. I'll go. Is it, is it at Seahawks? Uh, the game is. Does that really change your predictions? Dude, where the, where's the jumbo trot in the stadium? You know, I got to know. I got to know. I believe it's at the Bears. I think. Uh, I'll just go Seahawks. Doesn't even matter. See, I'll go Seahawks. Yeah. Bear, bears are winning. Matt Nagy's mic drop. I'm going Seahawks. Okay. Uh, hopefully a little quicker this time, but Browns, Packers, oh. Rowie. Mm, Packers. <laughs> mm, Browns. Whoa. Well, would you like to hear my thoughts or no? No, I, would, I, would, I, would, I, I just I really would. Let's make an example. All I know All right. is the AFC playoff picture is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, and the Browns <laughs> will continue to make it dumber. By well, I voted Packers, or I, I wrote Packers. Colts, Cardinals, Rowie. Um, 
Um, almost as interesting as the Seahawks Bears. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cardinals. Why not? Colts. Colts. I'm gonna go Cardinals. Okay, Broncos Raiders Rowie. Uh, Broncos. That defense has been looking really mean recently. Okay, Max. Uh, Raiders. Derek Carr got me fired up after their last win. <laughs> I am also going Raiders. Okay. Giants, Eagles, Rowie. Uh, Eagles for sure. Eagles have been heating up. Max? Eagles for sure. I am also going Eagles. Okay. Uh, Rowie, Rams, Vikings. Oh, let's go. Let's go Rams. Potentially getting Cam Akers back any week now. Should be good. Uh, Max? Oh, God. Uh, as much as this probably won't be correct, I'll go Vikings. I will be going Rams. Um, Bucks, Panthers, really. Bucks. Bucks. Max? Bucks. <laughs> uh, sorry, Cam Newton. I will be going Bucks. Um, Hot take. Jaguars, Jets, really. Oh man, game of the week. battle of the top two. You know, I I saw something that the Jets had like forty six players out of a fifty three man house man roster out on COVID. This Omicron is something, huh? Hey, I got my booster today though, so you know I'm. Just, I got my booster two days ago. I'm getting really? mine tonight. Wow, look at us! Look at us! You know what? This was are we the uh, are, are we the only fully vaccinated podcast out? Hmm, are we? Interesting. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> so, uh, bro, I never got your pick there. Jaguars. Jag- I, I think I think that just like how we beat COVID, the Jaguars are going to beat COVID figuratively in beating the COVID-riven Jets. Let's go, Jaguars. Uh, Max, I already wrote in Jaguars. Uh, my answer to this game is who cares? So, <laughs> uh, my answer is you have to vote. Jags, vote sure. Okay. I am also going Jags. Um, okay, Lions, Falcons, Rowie. Um, let's go Lions. I'll take the Lions. They are my Lions, but I picked the Falcons in honor of Cordero Patterson. I'm picking the Falcons. I think Dan Campbell is telling these people to lose because if they start winning anymore, <laughs> they're going to start losing picks. And uh, I don't think they have anything to build on. Um, okay. Um, Chargers, Texans, Rowie. Chargers. Come on now. Come on now. Max? Chargers, Chargers, <laughs> and I am also going Chargers. Uh, Rowie Ravens Bengals. Great game. Uh, it is at Bengals. I'll go Bengals. I think that Joe Burrow pulls this one out. Max, this is a tough one. Uh, Ravens injury situation isn't clear. Uh, I'm gonna pick Ravens because I think at the end of the day they are a better team that are better coached. I am also picking the Ravens. I do not trust Joe Burrow in uh, tough spots. Um, Washington football team, who will be bringing their own benches to their game versus the Cowboys. What was this? So I don't know if you uh, followed this, but when the Cowboys went to play at Washington, um, they shipped in their benches that say Cowboys on them no instead way. of using the visitor benches. And this is also the same game that uh, Coach McCarthy – uh, guaranteed a victory. Yes, the game. I wow. um, so uh, it seems that the Washington football team thought the idea was pretty cool and they will now be doing it for all of their games as well, including their one versus the Cowboys at 
Dallas. Wow. Interesting. I'm still going Dallas, but hey, you know, that's interesting. You know, way to motivate yourself. Smashing watermelons, shipping in over the bench. You know, sounds like Mike McCarthy is a great coach. Potentially, hey, coach of the year, Mike McCarthy. Get out of here. Shipping in benches, smashing watermelons. Max, Cowboys, Cowboys, Washington football team. Uh, I'll be cracking a Heineken and going with Heineke. Uh, the Washington football team will pull out this revenge game. And I am also picking the Washington football team. Uh, and then last but not least, Dolphins, Saints, Rowie. I have to go with the Saints. I think that I, I'm a firm to a non-believer, and I'm a firm Saints defense believer. Max? Actually, for this is like a low-key, super interesting game. Uh, both teams at seven and seven on the fringes hanging on. I think the Saints own a, the playoff spot right now, uh, unless the Vikings pass them. I could be wrong. But as I called two weeks ago, I told I said that the Dolphins were my surprise AFC potential playoff team. I'll stick with that. Dolphins over Saints. Hmm. Okay, well, that is all of them. As just a fun little uh, treat. Hey, what about you? What our... about you? What do you mean? Never heard, we never heard your Dolphins name. Saints. Dolphins Saints. Yeah. Oh, Dolphins. Sorry, Dolphins. Thanks. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't want them to win because it makes it pain in uh, the AFC's East. Uh, but, but I think they're going to win. Um, well, I will just as a fun treat for our listeners share that our only unanimous picks, as in all three of us, have picked the same team: were the 49ers over the Titans, the Eagles over the Giants, the Bucks over the Panthers. And the Chargers over the Texans. Hey, that's why you listen. For a wide range of diverse football opinions. So our listeners can't see it, but I have written down on this nice piece of paper all the matchups and all of our picks. After this week's slate of games, I will go back and uh, we'll look at who was right, who was wrong. And I I will say that, that over the past few weeks, we have gotten some fan feedback. Um, questioning Brad's uh, legitimacy in terms of his takes. And so I think this is Brad, you know, just wanting a way to quantify uh, quantify some of his takes. Hey, I'm doubling down on my credibility. If, I, if I'm if i the worst, then you hey. know what? I will work harder because you know what? If I can just, <laughs> if, 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 if I can just have a moment with our listeners for a sec. Floor is yours. You are my obligation. I serve <laughs> you. I took this job to serve to be there for all of you sports fans who want to know the best and brightest knowledge in the NFL. I will not stop working until the knowledge that I provide you is of the highest quality and supreme. So if this vote, I, I don't know if you can hear, but Max is playing. I, the outro. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>